Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 97 of season 4 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. The Charlotte Greenwood Show was a sitcom that ran from June 13th to September 5th, 1944 on NBC Radio, and from October 15th, 1944 to January 6th of 1946 on ABC Radio. It started out as a summer replacement for The Bob Hope Show, and the initial scripts were written by Greenwood's husband, Martin Bruns, who had never written for radio before. The premise of the show began with Greenwood playing a fictionalized version of herself, working as a cub reporter for a small-town newspaper as research for a future movie part. When the show returned in 1945, it had changed, and Greenwood was raising the three children of her good friend who had died in the fictional town of Lakeview. Others in the show were Edward Ryan, Bobby Larson, John Brown, and Edward Arnold. Now sit back and enjoy the November 12, 1944 broadcast of The Charlotte Greenwood Show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. A Hallmark card will best express your perfect taste, your thoughtfulness. Welcome now to our show. Here's a friend you all know. Charlotte Greenwood is with us again. Charlotte Greenwood Show brought to you this Sunday and every Sunday at this time by the makers of Hallmark greeting cards. And here is our star, the lovable lady of stage and screen, Charlotte Greenwood. And now let's look into the local room of the Lakeview Post-Dispatch. The time is around 11 o'clock in the evening, and at Willie Anderson's cubbyhole of an office, we find Charlotte on Willie's telephone talking to her manager in Hollywood. Hello? Hello, Roger. Are you there? I was only inquiring because if you weren't, there'd be no use going on with this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Roger, now you're being unfair. I'm doing my very best to get to Hollywood. Stand in line to get a reservation? I've been trying for weeks to get a reservation to stand in line. (laughs) You have no idea how crowded this town is. You have to make an appointment ten days in advance to get knocked down by a taxi. And the hotels. Oh, there's a room at the Lakeview with four families living in it. 
One in each corner. That's right, and now the family in the northeast corner is taking in boarders. Oh, Roger, I have to go now. Here comes Mr. Anderson. Yes, I'll wire you as soon as I have any news. Bye. Hello, darling. Oh, good evening, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> I'm sorry that I had to use your phone. You're perfectly welcome, Charlotte. My, my, but you are in a good mood this evening. Yeah. <laughs> now, how would you like to leave for Hollywood tonight? Leave tonight for Hollywood? Uh-huh, on a midnight plane. I got a reservation for you now, on. Yes, Mr. Anderson. Came up all of a sudden, a friend of mine, Steve Edwards, called off his trip from the coast. He's going hunting. So I've arranged for you to pick up his ticket. I know, but He's I... leave it at the stationery store down the corner. Yeah, but I can't go tonight. All you have to do is... You can't what? I can't leave town. There isn't time for me to dispose of my car. Car? What car? The car I bought this afternoon. You bought... Oh, no, no, you couldn't have. Well, you're only in town temporarily. You're expecting to leave for the coast any day. Now, why in the name of common sense would you buy a car? Oh, I couldn't resist that I saw such a lovely place to park. Here you are, knowing you'll be leaving town any moment, and yet you invest good money in a car. I ask you, is that sound? Certainly it's sound. Everything about it makes a noise. <laughs> Except the horn. All right, all right. But I'm... City desk, Anderson speaking. What, Mr. Jenkins? Oh, he's my landlord. I, I gave you as a reference. Huh? Oh. Oh, yes, Mr. Jenkins. Miss Greenwood? That's right. She's been employed here for several weeks. But she's leaving tonight. Well, certainly she's a responsible person. I'll guarantee anything. What? Send you a check for the garage door. She smashed. But, Mr. Anderson... But I... But I... All right. Now, how much was the door you smashed? Twenty dollars. But for only a hundred dollars more, we could get one that opens with an electric eye. Oh, only a hundred dollars more? Mm-hmm. That is for a good one. You know, the one I had on my Hollywood garage became nearsighted. <laughs> yes, it kept opening and shutting the bedroom window. <laughs> now listen, the post dispatch will take over your car and pay for the garage door, but you've got oh, silly that Anderson speaking. Ticket for what? I didn't order any tickets. Oh, Mr. Anderson, I forgot to tell you, I gave them your name. Who this time? The traffic department. It's the ticket I got for driving through a stoplight. Hello, hello, hold the phone a second. You ran through a stoplight? I had to. It was the only way I could get away from that man that was following me. Well, if a man was following you, why didn't you stop and call a policeman? Don't be silly. He was a policeman. He was. <laughs> All right. Hello. Yes, send me the ticket. I'll see that justice is served. Well, so far you've had a very jolly evening, Miss Greenwood. By the time we get through paying your bills, the post-dispatch will be busted. Well, I wouldn't think of letting the post-dispatch pay my bills. I'll stay right here and work it out. You're blame right, you. No, no, you You're leaving for Hollywood tonight. I'll see to that. Oh, Mr. Anderson, sometimes I think you're anxious for me to leave. Oh, Miss Greenwood, Hollywood needs you. Hollywood is waiting for you. Hollywood can have you. <laughs> well, thanks. I'm glad I misunderstood you. Well, now, look, you go downstairs, walk to the stationery store on the corner, and pick up your reservation. Ask for the envelope left by Stephen Edwards. Stephen Edwards. Yeah, just get it. Don't stop on the way, don't talk to anybody, and don't get into trouble. As if I ever did. Oh, say, by the way, where is that car of yours? I have one of the boys go get it. Home in my garage. But you'd better tell the boy to take along a front seat. What? 
You mean to say the car hasn't got a front seat? Of course it has, only it might be a bit crowded since that little accident the motor is in it. Oh. <laughs> I'll be right back, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> But could I ask you something? Now, just one moment. Do I look like the kind of a lady that a strange man would stop on the street? Oh, no, ma'am. Not at all. Absolutely not. Well, you know, that's what I've always suspected. <laughs> but it's just that I'm sort of new here, and I'm trying to find a place called South Cove. Oh, that's a little suburb on the south end of the lake. Uh, by any chance, are you looking for the munitions factory? No, ma'am. I'm with the North Shore Steel Mill. But my girl's at the South Cove plant. Oh, my name's Jerry Brown. Uh, mine's Charlotte Greenwood. Well, I sure am happy to meet you, Mrs. Greenwood. It isn't Mrs. Greenwood, it's Miss Greenwood. Oh, excuse me, ma'am, I'm sorry. You're sorry. <laughs> but say, you know, you sure sound like Texas. <laughs> yes, ma'am. It's a long time since I've been home, though. After I got back from Italy, I was at Fort Morrison for six months driving a Jeep. Oh, you're an ex-serviceman. Yes, but the army let me out because I had an offer here of a standing job. Well, after driving a jeep for six months, I imagine you'd appreciate a standing job. <laughs> the only thing is, Myrtle goes to work at midnight, and I don't get through till 10 o'clock. But we have a way to steal a little time together. Huh? I don't know what those war workers would do without that little steal formula. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I mean is, uh, we're getting married tonight. Married? You are? Yes, ma'am. She's meeting me at the Justice of the Peace at 11.30. That's pretty soon now. Oh, are you going on a honeymoon? Well, not right away, ma'am. We both thought we'd better stick on a job. The guys over there still need a lot of stuff. I know. Well, I think that's perfectly swell. Of course, I never aimed to have my wife work, but the way things are, well, I reckon these days a lot of women get the man's wages. <laughs> I reckon a lot of women always have. <laughs> Say, it's after 11. You'd better hurry. Where is the... Well, Myrtle told me it's the first house to the left, right after you cross the tracks in South Cove. Oh, then I know exactly where it is. Now, look, you start from here and you go straight down the main street to that, uh... Yes? No, wait, now. Now, look, you start from here and then you turn right at the first intersection and... Uh, no, that won't do either. Look, now, you start from here and... You know, honestly, I think you'd better start from someplace else. <laughs> well, is it that hard to find, ma'am? No, it isn't hard to find. It's just hard to explain. If I was driving, I could get you there in ten minutes. Say, come on, I will drive you. Oh, I wouldn't ask you to do that, ma'am. What? When you're on your way to your own wedding? Why, come on, hop in. Why, I'll have you kids married in 20 minutes. Hey, hey, stop, police. That fellow in the tall blonde, they stole my car. There's still time to send Christmas cards to our fighting men abroad. Nothing in the world is more welcome to our servicemen than mail from home. And this year especially, your letters, your packages, your Christmas cards can make such a difference on the day when home seems dearer to them than at any other time. You'll find a Hallmark card that expresses your Christmas message perfectly. Says just what you want to say and the way you'd like to say it. There's plenty of room on a Hallmark card for adding a few words of your own. So don't delay. Choose your cards for overseas this week. Think how much a card from you will mean to that boy at Christmas mail call. Remember, 
Hallmark cards are on display in America's finest stores. Remember, too, a Hallmark card will best express your perfect taste, your thoughtfulness. And our Charles Hathaway, his orchestra, and the Hallmark Chorus, and the Irving Berlin favorite, always. I'll be loving you. so they can get hitched. But meanwhile, there's developed another hitch. Charlotte finds it out just as the car is approaching it. That must be the house right ahead. Yeah, it looks kind of dark and deserted. I don't see Myrtle either. Oh, listen to that. And they call this anti-knock gasoline. But, but ma'am, that was something in the back seat here. Why, yeah, it was this here shotgun that fell down. Shotgun? You always carry a shotgun in your car? It... My car? Ma'am, this ain't my car. I thought it was yours. What? Why, it's not my car. Well, you were standing right alongside of it. Well, yes, but so was you. I sort of figured you just got out for a stretch. Yeah, well, I sort of figure if we're caught in this, we'll both go in for a stretch. <laughs> you stay here uh, and, and wait for Myrtle. Yeah, but what are you going to do? I'm going to phone a friend of mine. We're going to need help. Good evening. Are you the Justice of the Peace? Yes, yes, I am. What is it you wanted at this hour of the night? May I use your phone? You woke me up just to use my phone? Yes, please. Where is it? Now, no, 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 hold on. You can't come barging in like this. I'm not properly attired. <clears throat> I barely had time to slip my overcoat over a pair of pajamas. Oh, it's all right. I don't mind pajamas. And it ain't pajamas. It's pajamas. The same as tomatoes. There's no difference. <laughs> no, well, you just try sleeping in a pair of tomatoes. 
Now, where's the phone? Oh, yes, I see. Now, wait, wait. This is outrageous, waking me up at this hour. Do you know what the clock says? Yes, the clock says tick-tock, the kitty says meow-meow, and the dog says bow-wow. <laughs> now, you see here, young woman, I resent this intrusion. Dropping me out this way, I'm walking in my sleep. Well, that's wonderful. You get your rest and your exercise both at the same time. <laughs> Hello? I'd like to speak to Mr. Anderson. I don't even know who you are. And at this time of night, I'm not anxious to see new faces. Mine's not so new. <laughs> Hello? Mr. Anderson? Listen, I'm in a little trouble out here in South Cove. I'm here alone with a man. Of course it's possible. <laughs> but I need help. No, he's not trying to get away from me. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Uh, You'd better come yourself. Wait, I'll ask him. I don't believe I know your name. My name is Balloon. <clears throat> Balloon. W-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-
opportunity to say to you that there's always double pleasure in remembering your friends with Hallmark cards. First, there's the pleasure your greeting brings to the one you remembered. And second, there's your pleasure, your pride, in knowing you've chosen the very finest of cards. So when you send a card for any occasion, why not send a really special card? A Hallmark card. Yes, whenever you buy a card, look on the back for the identifying words, a Hallmark card. For more than 30 years, these three words have been your assurance of the finest quality. They tell your friends you cared enough to send the very best. Remember, a Hallmark card will best express your perfect taste, your thoughtfulness. resume our story. Not only did Charlotte and the young war worker get into the wrong car, but a befuddled justice of peace tried to marry them. And it might have gone through, too, if at that moment the owner of the car hadn't appeared, and with a shotgun. So now... But my dear sir, don't you understand we're having a wedding here? Well, you can have the wedding later. These people stole my car. Oh, we didn't know it was your car. And we didn't steal it. Oh, no. I suppose you got in with just to try it out, eh? Well, how's the pickup? I'm fine. <laughs> How are you on a hill? Uh, now, just a moment. <laughs> I suppose you two thought you were very smart and I couldn't follow you, eh? Well, I have a big car as well as that little one. Oh, you've got a big one and a little one, a car hoarder, huh? I have a right to own two cars. I drive 8,000 miles a month for my daily bread. Now, you must live a long way from the bakery. <laughs> Jerry, you go outside and look for Myrtle. I'll settle things with this gentleman. You mean postpone the wedding? Till when? Just when do you think of getting married? 
Constantly, mister, constantly. <laughs> now run along, Jerry. Oh, no, you don't. Stay right where you are, everybody. Put that shotgun down. Put it down. It's liable to go off. Well, put your finger over the muzzle. <laughs> oh, dear, come in. Oh, here she is, Myrtle, honey. Oh, Jerry, I'm dreadfully sorry I'm late, but at the last minute... Why, Jerry, what's going on here? This is a wedding, young lady. And if you have any reason why it shouldn't take place, speak now or forever hold your peace. Reason? I'll say I have a reason. Now, look, now, we can explain all this, can't we, Jerry? Then you'd better start explaining that man with a shotgun. I'm here to see justice done. This man simply followed us because... He had a big car. Followed you? Why? <laughs> because we had a little one. <laughs> little one? Dear, dear. <laughs> you, you have a little one? offered to drive me to South Cove so I wouldn't be late. We got into a little car and it turned out to be somebody else's. Yes, it turned out to be mine. Had a blue hood and a spare. What, the Navy? <laughs> no, the car. Oh, Jerry. Oh, I, I thought you meant... Oh, Jerry. Will you people please, please have your differences elsewhere? You, sir, why don't you go outside till the wedding is over? And let them give me the slip. Say, let me ask you people a question. Do I look like a big sap? I'll take that. That's the easiest sixty-four dollars I <laughs> Oh, dear, come in. Oh, Mr. Anderson, you're just in time. Oh, what happened to that plane reservation? It wasn't at the stationary store. Will you stop shouting? Huh? <laughs> We're trying to have a wedding. Mr. Greenwood is getting that. Well, the plane leads us to getting married. Who's getting married? Now, Mr. Anderson. She is. Why, you're crazy. Who says she's getting married? Well, who do you think? That man with a shotgun isn't Daniel Boone. <laughs> <laughs> Say, that's a funny one. It just happens my name is Boone, but it isn't Daniel Boone. Could it be Bab? <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> Mr. Anderson, it's that couple right there. I wish you'd make up their mind. I wish people would make up their mind. Come on, Charlotte. Come on. We've got to find out about that. Now, thing. hold on, hold on. We've got a little talking to first. You keep on it! Oh, you want to make something of it, eh? Well, listen, mister. This place isn't big enough for both of us. So what are you going to do about I'll it? I'll tell you what I'm going to do about it. I'm... Well, he's going to catch the next bus out of town. Yes. No, no. Charlotte, will you please tell me what this is all about? I was simply helping these kids get married. I borrowed this gentleman's car without his permission. Yes, and nobody leaves here till I get paid for the use of it. That'll be $25. What kind of a man are you at a time like this to be mercenary? Huh? Look at that. Look at that couple with stars in their eyes. Oh, yes, and dreams in their hearts. And you talk about money at a tender moment like this. Well... Well, I suppose... Ah, you. Youth that views life through a golden haze. Youth that must have its fling. Why, my dear man, we can't reduce a thing like this to a sordid $25. Yes, maybe you're right. We'll, uh, 
We'll make it $30. <laughs> hey, don't you know that money is a curse? Well, Mr. Anderson, you'd better start cussing. Good gracious, nothing in my presence. All right. And that's $30 more you cost the post dispatch. Yeah, and you're lucky I didn't make it $40. You almost spoiled the hunting trip for me and Steve Edwards. I don't care if you... Steve Edwards? You know Steve Edwards? Well, sure. I was just doing an errand for him when this couple took my car. Steve asked me to leave an envelope at the stationery store. Oh, Mr. Anderson, that's a reservation. Well, where is it? Where is the envelope? I got it right here in my pocket. What? We can make it. We can make it. The airport's only a mile from here. We could... We would... What's that? That's midnight now. I hear it every night that flies over the building where I work. Yep, I reckon you missed it. Missed it? Now I've got you on my hands again. Oh, why? Why do I get into jams like this? You'd think I didn't have a brain in my head. I say you'd think I didn't have a brain in my head. Well, who's arguing? <laughs> Well, now we may as well resume the wedding. As you say, Miss Greenwood, you must have it fling. Oh, sure, but I wish somebody would fling one my way. Back in a moment. Meanwhile, I want to say just this. When you buy a card for any occasion, look for the hallmark imprint on the back. Like sterling on silver, that imprint, a hallmark card, is always your assurance of finest quality. It tells your friends you're cared enough to send the very best. Yes, a hallmark card will best express your perfect taste, your thoughtfulness. And now, Charlotte Greenwood. Friends, for most of us, these busy days are filled with big jobs to be done, big problems to be solved. There's so little time for the tiny little everyday things, the neighborly chat, the letter to an old friend. And yet, in this swiftly moving world, friendship need not be forgotten. A few words that say, I hadn't forgotten, may mean more than you know to someone, somewhere. There's an old saying I think all of us should remember. The way to have friends is to be one. And now, until next Sunday at the very same time, this is Charlotte Greenwood saying, So long, friends, until we meet again. So long, neighbor, till next Sunday. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.